Welcome to At Home with Kelly and Tiffany, where naturally-minded women gather together as we pursue simplicity and confidence in health alternatives so we can show up better in our busy lives and feel more at home in our bodies. Join your favorite home birth midwife duo for conversation, candor, and community. You're at home with Kelly and Tiffany. We are so happy you're here. Here with us at home, your home in your earbud, in our heart. Mm, truly. Wow. You're coming hot off of a vacation. Yeah, I am. I'm coming hot off of a three and a half week summer cold. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. You you will get sick sometimes, but it usually passes pretty quickly because you do all the things. This thing lingered, man. I'm not used to that. I am not used to doing all the things and it not working for several days. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. I will tell you what did work. I am almost convinced that there is one piece of my healing puzzle that actually did it. And it is the cold, wet sock treatment. Dude, that, I'm not kidding. It is, I don't understand it. I mean, I do in some ways, but it's like, it's magic. I was doing poorly for a very long time. You reminded me of cold, wet socks. I did cold, wet socks. And that next day is when I finally actually started improving. Did it three days in a row per the instruction protocol. Was like, okay, I'm good to go. Didn't do it the fourth night. Coughed all night. Had to sleep on the couch again. And then now I'm just going to have to wear cold, wet socks for the rest of my life. (laughs) But I'll sleep through the night and my marriage will be wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. It was crazy that that seems like it was the thing that is moving my congestion. Yeah, good for you. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the idea that you can literally put cold, wet socks on your feet and then you put some like, you know, wool, thicker socks over it and you go to sleep. You wake up, your socks are dry and you're magically healed. It is wild. So, you know, I had to look into it a little bit. I had a lot of downtime, as you can imagine. I had to look into it and try to figure out why the heck that works. And it's really similar to the reason that we tell women to wear socks to bed for better sleep, why we tell them to put socks on to increase their chance of orgasm, etc. It's because it redirects body circulation and heat. And so it takes all this circulation and congestion out of your head and respiratory system. And now your body has to concentrate really hard on trying to warm up your feet instead of producing mucus. So maybe it's not magic. It's like physiologically uh, makes sense, but still feels magical. Okay. So who do you think came up with this remedy? Like, where does that come from? I wish I knew. I'm going to look that up sometime too. Yeah. uh, I mean, it definitely seems like something somebody's great grandma was doing for sure. Right. And so it's like been around for quite some time, but it's just such a fascinating, you know, what's going to help you wet socks feet questionable but you were not having cold or wet things on you out in indio for four days no i was having hot stuff all over the whole time it was like a hundred and i don't know 16 or so while we were there the house that we had was like immaculately air conditioned which was the jam but we spent most of the time just sitting in the pool or like doing puzzles and reading books and making ridiculous jokes with like my brothers and their kids it was it was wonderful. 
I will say, though, we had mentioned in a previous episode about our Amazon list of like low tox summer stuff. I found a couple things through going through all of those, you know, adding them, including sunscreen after sun, like care spray, some lotion. And I am super into it. Sometimes you get those natural things and you're like, yeah, it's EWG verified, but like it feels terrible or it like stains your clothes because it's so oily. I am really impressed with the list that we have put together. Yeah, it's nice when you actually get to try the product Mm -hmm. because you need it. And then you can say, yeah, this actually is a good thing that I'm recommending. Yeah, the brand um, that I bought all of those things from was Babo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Botanicals. And even more of their stuff just recently got EWG verified, which is super awesome. So we'll put that link in the show notes because if you need any skincare, even if, you know, even if your summer is starting to wear down, still good to treat your skin well. Treat your skin. And that actually kind of goes into this whole conversation that we're having today about detoxing from estrogen dominance and, you know, cleaning up the things that we're putting on and in our bodies and helping support our system in all of the ways. And so there you go. I just tied that together with a little bow. As as the podcaster does. Yeah, man. One squirrel moment to the next. <laughs> yep. Okay, I want to read a review because we have one. But also, you guys, I'm realizing this is episode 129, and we have 90 ratings on our podcast. I want to throw out a little challenge here, okay? I think we can do it. Can we somehow really encourage and stimulate our audience to get the rating up to the amount of episodes that we have? Yes, we can. I, that's so right now we're looking at needing 40 ratings. These are not reviews. These are just ratings. So you can scroll down and just hit five stars and that adds to our ratings. So if you're just not going to be the person who's going to sit and put one of these beautiful, thoughtful, <laughs> life-giving reviews together, just rate us. Yeah. Just and, even the five stars would be life-giving. Right? Absolutely. Well, and it helps us out a lot. It helps this podcast get in front of more people. It helps us rank higher in the podcast search engine. It helps us information get into the hands of women who potentially, you know, are looking for this type of information and maybe not finding exactly what they need. And it just encourages us to continue to pour into a platform where we get to provide free education and information to women, you know, just encourages us to continue to do that. So we have... 39 ratings to go. You can be one of those 39. Please. You please do, do that for us. That would be so fun if we could stay neck and neck with our episodes to rating numbers. 129 episodes, man. That's a lot of talking. A lot of us. So very much talking. Okay, this this review comes from Jessamine. 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 She titles it Entertaining, Encouraging. Hmm. Dot, dot, dot. I wonder what the dot, dot, dot means. Probably another E word. Hmm. Excellent. Exciting. Educational. And other such E words. So many. She says, I found Kelly and Tiffany through another podcast, and now they are my favorite podcast to listen to. I keep telling all my friends about them because I want to share their wisdom about holistic living with everyone I know. 
They are advocates for true women's health. They care about the whole person and make me feel equipped and knowledgeable and confident. I want every woman to hear what they have to say and laugh along the way. Dang, man. Jessamine. That was, uh, talk about life-giving and encouraging. That was exactly why we want to do this podcast. I want that for other women, too. I wonder what hot podcast she originally heard about us from. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, probably something that we were guest on. Yeah, maybe Happy Home Birth mm-hmm. podcast. That is a win. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite topics, my favorite guest topics we've ever done. 100%. What, what's Natalie Trainer's podcast? Because that's probably the most recent oh. one that we've done. Do resource doula. The resource doula. Man, your brain is on it, Kelly. I'm really proud of myself because I've been in vacation mode, not thinking about a single thing <laughs> work-related. And on fire today. We produced it. That reminds me, we gotta do a we need to do a music challenge for you soon. Great. In a while. My brothers were stuck this weekend. We were playing a music challenge thing on the Alexa, like all of And you were just killing it, huh? Absolutely blew everybody out of the water, including one of my brothers who like is really into music, but it's the lyric part that people just can't get. Your your brain is a wonder to me. Quite a wonder. Okay, jumping into the topic of estrogen dominance. Let's let's start with like what estrogen dominance is before we start telling people that they need a detox from it. Yeah, and I think that there's a it's a somewhat buzzwordy. Like I know a lot of the women who email us saying, "I'd like to get a consultation with you." I think maybe that I read something about this. Maybe this is the problem. And so it's a pretty common hormone imbalance. It's pretty much exactly like it sounds. It is the idea that estrogen, that hormone, is dominating everything else. And so it's usually because there's either an overproduction of that or just this estrogen that maybe isn't necessarily overproduced, but it's not getting detoxed through the body well. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making too much or too little something else it's sometimes it just means everything is actually normal but your body needs help working it through if there is estrogen dominance there's almost always other little pieces because we know that nothing happens in our bodies in a vacuum but with that being said we're going to focus specifically on estrogen dominance and kind of supporting the detox aspect of working hormones through our bodies yeah and i mean the past few women that we have treated in clinic with this particular presentation, almost always there is a detox pathway issue. Yes, a hundred percent. When I when you going through the questions, right? Oh, like I can't really sweat that well. Oh, I yeah, my bowel movements. I'm having like a poop every three days or some right. And so there's like these little flags, but the body just needs some support. Yeah, and so it is almost worthless to try to move things out of your body that you do not want with all these other modalities or even throwing a bunch of things into your body to try to cure and solve something without a way without you know a way for toxins and these hormone compounds to actually get out and leave Mm -hmm. yeah for sure okay so let's go through the most common signs of estrogen dominance we have seven of them Fatigue and low energy, heavy or irregular periods, decreased libido or sexual desire, 
fertility issues, unexplained weight gain, mood swings, irritability, and anxiety, and hormonal headache and acne. So obviously you don't need to have all of those, but most women who experience estrogen dominance will have usually more than one of these. They're kind of ticking in a couple symptoms here, which obviously any of those on their own can be really, really frustrating and can change your whole quality of life. And so absolutely, thankfully, with at least the women that we've seen recently and like worked through this recently, we can see like from the feedback, incredible strides once actually some pieces get put into place to help work this hormone through their systems. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, maybe I'm not cured, like, quote, cured quite yet, but they're seeing like, oh, actually my libido is coming back a little bit, or I've been like much more emotionally stable, this, you know, cycle, or my headaches went away, my migraines went away. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is incredible. Okay, so you might want to do a little bit of homework if there's a lot of alarm systems going off in your head right now that you're thinking, oh my gosh, this might be my problem, and you haven't listened to previous episodes. We have one on estrogen dominance and low progesterone. We have one on opening detox pathways in general. So those are two episodes you can find in our show notes that you're going to want to go back to and listen and just get a little bit of a foundation for some of these pieces that we're building on today. Yeah. So even though we've done an episode about detox pathways in general, I think it's helpful to say like basically the idea is what we're trying to do here is to release some of the toxins to work through our systems, right? They release them and then we can help drain them out, right? Through actually getting like removing them completely from the bloodstream. And so there's a bit of like a give and take there with those two different systems, but we need to have effective detox happening in terms of actually removing and like kind of releasing the actual toxins themselves. Not even toxins, right? Hormones is what we're talking about. So I think that's part of it too. Sometimes we're like, oh, like the toxin loaded our bodies are, is so heavy that that's why we need to detox. But there's also this aspect of, no, actually everything can be being produced in normal amounts, but we actually just need to help remove some of this very normal hormone that just happens to be building up. Yeah. So what happens with estrogen dominance commonly when it's a detox issue is your body has produced it. The receptors have taken it up. Your body has used everything that it needs to. And then instead of converting into waste, there's an inefficiency issue there and your body does not actually transform it for through drainage, but it goes back into the bloodstream and starts circulating. So I would I would consider it a toxin because now it's something that's in your bloodstream that doesn't serve you, that is causing adverse effects. Yeah, know. no, for sure. It can take four months to clear excess estrogen once women begin working on it. And so I say that just to paint the picture of like let's be realistic here you potentially have spent your entire reproductive life getting this a little bit wonkier and wonkier every single cycle and so it's, it might take some time in order to like you know really be effectual with this but most women will experience noticeable relief in as soon as a week after making some changes. So this is something that your body is turning over really quickly. And as soon as it has a way to get out, you might start feeling better immediately. 
Yeah. And I think that that's what's so helpful about using some of these like habit trackers and things like that and like symptom trackers so that you can say this month, here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm doing, like to respond to those things the next month, reassessing how you're feeling, because you may notice relief in ways that you're like, well, this, yes, this does make it worth it, even though you're still potentially dealing with some unwanted symptoms that can, I feel like that's what keeps me going in certain things that I'm doing for my health. Cause I'm like, oh, I can see, even though it's potentially a small jump, a win is a win. And that makes it worth it to keep putting together some of these lifestyle and health pieces when it might feel daunting to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So I've put together a list of the four easiest estrogen detox habits with the biggest impact. This is my opinion, of course. This is based mostly on the things that I've decided I'm willing to do in my life every single day. So take it with a grain of salt, but that's how we're moving forward here. There's lots of ways in order to implement detox routines and such, but these are my four favorites. The first one is also one of Kelly's favorites, and that is sweat every single day. Sweating like begets sweating, right? And so the more you start trying to work that muscle almost, the more your body actually does uh, respond and gives you even more sweat. But there's some really incredible research out there about estrogen dominance in particular and sweating daily. And that is like pretty incredible to actually see it's not just like oh that feels good that it actually has like a a uh, measurable thing that's happening in your body oh that's pretty awesome yeah i mean in particular there's there's a particular piece of research that supports women who increase their exercise to five hours a day or sorry five hours a week of cardio their estrogen levels dropped immediately by 20 percent so although it's probably not going to work out for most of us to be doing five hours of cardio, I mean, we're bordering on unhealthy behavior at this point, but that's what that's what the research was on. So that's what I want to share, because what if you did two and a half hours of cardio potentially? Are we impacting estrogen by 10 percent then if we cut that number in half? So all just to say like a little bit here, a little bit there, we mm -hmm. can impact a lot of these pieces with lifestyle and not only is moving your body just good for you, but moving it to the point of opening and releasing sweat is great for hormonal health. Yeah. And obviously that's not the only way to get sweat going. It's a good thing for your body. It's helpful, but there are other ways. And I was laughing to myself too, because while I was in the 116 degree heat, I was telling my husband we were inside and it was cold because the air conditioning was so strong. I was like, I wish I brought my sauna bag. And he was like, you should just go outside. So I sat outside. I'm the one who's just like profusely sweating outside. And everyone's like, you're insane. I'm like, I know, but it feels so good. Terrible, but good. Yeah, I mean, there is. We've talked about it on here probably every other episode. So everybody knows how much we love our sauna bags, but there is definitely an endorphin release that happens at, in some kind of threshold with that. I would say like it's around 30 to 45 minutes where everything in your brain is like, this was a good, good thing and just reinforces that, that habit. But there's also the detox bath. 
And I'll link a previous episode to that too, because we talked all about detox baths. You guys can get our detox bath freebie. That is like the lazy ladies guide to opening up sweat as a detox pathway. Yeah, for sure. And if you are somebody who struggles with sweating, it is a worthwhile thing to keep kind of pushing forward with and actually involving some of these things, like actually potentially going to your gym if you don't have a sauna at home and using the sauna maybe for longer than you anticipated, even if you're not really getting much and making sort of a consistent routine or taking detox baths more consistently just to help start opening up those ways. And I actually was learning, this is not for this episode because this is something that I don't know enough about, but was learning about this like specific type of mold that can affect your body that makes it like does makes your body want to hold on to all of that and closes off that way and it's like oh man that's a whole rabbit hole to go down but talking about no but i mean like heavy metals so many things yeah yeah, yeah. so many things can keep you from uh, sweating correctly okay number two is e35 grams of fiber or more and this is potentially going to be a huge challenge for some women who do not have a whole food diet way of eating do not find you know fruits and vegetables on their plates and most meals so this may be the one that you have to work you know really hard on but we're familiar with the liver as the main detoxifier in our body like that seems to be common knowledge i mean it actually just cleans our blood for us but it's not all up to the liver once toxins are removed from the blood in the liver they're turned into bile and sent to the kidneys to get their final kick and that is through all of your elimination, your bathroom habits, peeing and pooping. Then soluble fiber binds itself to bile. So this is happening in the kidneys. And the bile helps transport all of that hormone waste out of the body. So we need more fiber in our diets as women, especially for all the GI benefits, but especially for this detox benefit. The trick to getting more fiber, honestly, is just eating real food. incorporating more plants and whole grains into every meal yeah and i think there's you know lots of different ways that you can start to incorporate these things and you can kind of see like okay what foods are high in fiber that i actually like that i can maybe eat a little bit more of and what can i start trying just to add in a little bit of so some of the things that are maybe the most common would be like and all of the legumes brussels sprouts broccoli sweet potatoes My favorite food in the world is avocados, high in fiber. And so if you're trying to figure out, okay, how can I like start to get to that amount? I don't have like the actual numbers of what all of those are, but that's relatively easy to look up where you can be like, okay, how much of what do I need to eat today in order to get myself to about 35, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so here's a little bit of motivation to get this system going even more. When your liver is overworked or undernourished, the toxins actually can build up and overflow into the bloodstream to get processed again instead of properly drained, or they can accumulate in organs where they're not meant to detox, which causes so many other problems, like especially skin problems for women, which is kind of gross. But you can take special care of yourself with estrogen detoxing in particular by eating cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, collard greens, Brussels sprouts, because along with this helpful fiber, these foods also contain something called DIM, 
which is a chemoprotective phytochemical and helps reduce high estrogen levels and support estrogen detox in the liver. So when you focus on these particular set of vegetables, you can get really high fiber plus double whammy yourself with helping your liver out to detox the estrogen components to begin with. Yeah, and DIM uh, is often recommended in certain hormone balancing protocols and, you know, certain issues. And so, which, you know, as a supplement, just because sometimes that's easier for people to be like, I'm just going to take a thing. But with that being said, this is the actual way, right? The real food is the way to actually really work it out of your system and give your body what it really needs. Certainly, you can also, I mean, we love herbs here, in particular nettle and dandelion as well, can be like super supportive in that way just to kind of like help cleanse. But these foods in particular can just be amazing for reducing what's going on with all of that high estrogen. Okay, so we have some really strong foundation. We're sweating every single day. We are eating an increased amount of fiber. And these two things are actually going to help us with number three, which is pooping at least once per day. It's kind of funny that that's not number two. <laughs> Shoot, dang it. Sorry. Why didn't you review my notes? I'm sorry. You missed an opportunity. I really did. Those first two. Uh, it's okay. Well, poop. Number two is actually number three. <laughs> See if that makes sense in your brain somehow. Well, we used to call, when we were kids, we used to call number three diarrhea. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> so we're trying to help you with number two, not number three, but this is number three. I really hope there's not a number three happening in your life. I do too. But pooping in and of itself is one of the best ways that you can detox from a bunch of stuff. But in particular, what's going on with your hormonal system and what's going on with your estrogen yeah, I think that a lot of women don't fully understand that. And maybe it's because they don't like talking about pooping or they try not to think about pooping, right? I end up thinking about my poop quite a bit. Oh, me too. I am a poop. I'm a poop queen. Yeah, like I, I take great pride when I'm like, yes, everything is working so well. Uh -huh. When it's not, I'm very quick to notice that turn. Agreed. Yep. Okay, so your colon is your primary detox pathway. This maybe should have been number one. I don't know. We have a lot of confusion about the priorities of this list. <laughs> but this is the way that waste is meant to easily and regularly leave your body. So even though the first two are important and lead to success in this area, if you're going to focus on any one thing at all, this should be it. You don't want to miss colon support in favor of something else another detox pathway because when your body is not able to get waste out through regular bowel movements your whole system is taxed and your bowels back up put stress on other drainage systems that were not meant to carry over that load literally and <laughs> figuratively yep. figuratively and so for optimal estrogen estrogen Ostrogen. optimal estrogen detox you gotta poop at least once a day it is just there's no like you know how people are like, oh, well, this is my, this is the way that my menstrual period is for me. This is normal for me. Oh, well, I've just always pooped, you know, every three days. Wrong, wrong. There is a cyclic nature for optimal health and functioning in our bodies. It includes pooping every single day. If you're pooping, you know, twice a day, three times a day, 
like good for you right oh yeah that is more poop the better yeah good great job proud of you but that's what you're shooting for so if you're an every other day pooper you in even if you're even if you're listening to this and you're like i don't have any of these symptoms with estrogen dominance but you're like oh that's interesting i'm an every other day pooper work on becoming an everyday pooper this is worth it in terms of actually working on it though which is funny because we just came you know from the desert and everyone's like dehydrated or just like not getting quite as much as they're used to and of course i'm there with my stanley like my third you know go around at it maybe overhydrated. but adequate water intake is going to be probably the number one piece of it but i was laughing because a lot of like the little kids were just not drinking water and complaining about their stomachs and stuff i'm like well good thing you brought my magnesium good thing drink some water but adequate water intake digestive enzymes also every meal if you are somebody who's struggling with pooping daily digestive enzymes can be super helpful i just mentioned magnesium but in particular if you're like on the struggle bus that will get you right off that bus and into the onto the pooping train and you know we mentioned exercising daily it doesn't need to be crazy sweating exercise but like even just walking stretching moving your body somehow and a focus on again we're going to talk about food but like fermented food if you're not eating fermented foods a probiotic for sure daily just the emphasis on a really healthy gut will be so helpful yeah and so let's transition to item number four which is the final one on our list for getting this estrogen moving through your detox pathways and that is my recommendation to eat a small amount of sauerkraut, but it can truly be a small amount of any fermented food every single day. And Kelly already mentioned, if that is just not going to happen, take a quality probiotic and take it really seriously. But it is absolutely worthwhile to think of your future self as somebody who can eat a small portion of fermented food every single day. And if the sauerkraut idea is gross to you, there are so many other really good probiotic-rich foods, such as a ton of different dairy things like kefir and cultured milk products and even cultured alternative dairy like coconut and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been, like, fermenting some different types of foods, too, like, you know, carrot, garlic and things. I'm like, oh... It's not that I don't like these foods. It's that I, my palate was not used to them. And I think I'm pretty used to them now. You've done amazingly. I'm really proud of you for tackling that this year. Thank you. We have a lot of strategies for figuring this out in our traditional foods episode. So I'll link that in the show notes, of course. But here's how the gut plays its part in your estrogen dominance and detox issue. Estrogen is actually partly made and synthesized in the intestinal tract. And so when gut health is compromised, such as not having enough good bacteria or not having enough bacterial diversity or leaky permeable intestine issues, then the gut bacteria that metabolizes estrogen is called estrobolum, and it is easily disrupted when other gut stuff is at play. Gut microbiome is also responsible for helping clear excess estrogen, and women with a history of other GI symptoms related to gut health are just at a higher risk for dysfunction in this area. So we see a lot of potential gut health issues that have not been diagnosed and women trying to get on top of this estrogen dominance thing 
and these two pieces end up coming together quite a bit. It's crazy how much the gut is involved in like almost every single aspect of our health, our physical health, our mental health, our fertility, all these different pieces. But it's pretty awesome to see that when the gut is actually functioning the way that it's supposed to, and it's got a ton of diverse good bacterias, it actually is going to do its job, right? It's going to produce and synthesize the right amount of estrogen, and it's going to help prevent the reabsorption of it. And it's just going to say, okay, we recognize you're the excess now. We're going to send you on out through, you know, your bowel movements. We're going to send you on out through urination. And uh, it's just pretty cool to see, like, if this is a worthy space to really work on, because I mean, it's going to impact so many pieces. I mean, we even see some of the impacts of estrogen dominance. I'm like, oh, you just kind of go back to gut health with that, right? And so if we can start to pull out some of the things that really offend gut health and just push in some of these, like especially the even just a little bit of sauerkraut, I forget what the numbers were between like taking a probiotic and actually eating real fermented foods, like what the difference in the population that it provides of healthy bacteria, but it's like insane what comes up for fermented food but you can improve diversity and in in and of itself that's going to help the gut be like oh yeah this is what i'm supposed to be doing and kind of get back on track which is huge yeah i mean so these are some really accessible ideas in my opinion unless you're hearing them for the first time you may be a little bit overwhelmed but if you are a longtime listener of the show none of these concepts are going to surprise you they're inexpensive it's rather easy to incorporate like the buy-in level is very low everybody can actually do these things you don't have to go spend four hundred dollars at your naturopath's office right and it just requires some awareness and patience which you know those of us in this holistic health space are willing to willing to slow down willing to listen to our bodies willing to give our bodies what they need at very random intervals in our life <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes absolutely not. Sometimes a whole lot. But we hope that you just feel empowered that you can actually do something about it. Again, that you that it is available to you in your home right now, today, that you can start to implement some of these things. And that those kind of things really empower me and give me confidence to be like, I can I can take on whatever it is that I'm dealing with. One of the things that we do talk about in what we call our hormone reset series is about more information about estrogen dominance in general, but about some of these detox things in more more detail as well. So if you have not heard what that is, that is an email series that we have curated for you that's kind of the hormone 101, right? What are the hormones? All these different aspects of how nutrition plays into it, sleep plays into it, stress plays into it, goes into detail of all of the things that you can do at home to optimize your hormones. And that email series is free for you. You can check it out in the show notes if you haven't yet. Yeah. And if you have heard us with this resource before but have not joined, we are adding a new piece to this reset series. And so go ahead and sign up for it in order to capture this extra piece, which is basically just a lot of hand-holding out from the process of resetting your hormones for a month and then what we created a bit of a follow-up scaffolding so that you can really continue the journey 
of hormone health. And so we're excited to get that into your guys' hands. Yes, we are. What a great time. I always enjoy chatting with you. I really, I really like it when we sit down and talk about the things that we want to talk about and make people listen. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good deal for me. It is really wonderful. We will catch you next week, ladies. Bye.